A very special thanks to our $5 fans. Norgard Soren, Andrew Anker, Thomas Grin, Aaron Levine, Landon Blaine, Mark McLaren, Brendan Atkins, James Newton, Brendan Adkins, Metanier Labs, Jeffrey Osborne, Barry Walsh, Amber Costley, Andy Richardson, Jared May, Dan Liu, Sean Bonner, Detective Blueberry, Tommy Brown, Callie Cardellanen, Sheriff Derek, James McDaniel, Carl Nelson, Alex Rhodes, Nav Puera, Patrick Fuentes, Murray Johnson, Brian Walsh, and Robert Rowley. Why was your cat on that? I don't know. You didn't do that? No. Who gave... So your cat gave money. Why would I give money to this? That's just like... That's just giving you $2.50. That's right. I don't want to do that. <laughs> this is about making money, Mike. Not about... Yeah, we're rolling in it. Yeah. Who gave money to your cat? I don't know. It just said Detective Blueberry. All right. I didn't do it. That's silly. So we are back. We are back. Through a series of events, both unfortunate and fortunate, mm-hmm. we took a little time off. There was some illness. There was some traveling. There was some, well, our equipment got stolen. Oh, yeah, there was that. Just lots of stuff has I been I feel happening. like I'm in a rock band when I say that. Our equipment got stolen. <laughs> but no, they, they stole our podcast mics. That's, oh. Did you hear about? Um, so I just, it, it just went from something that sounded really cool, like our equipment got stolen, yeah, to the nerdiest sentence I could utter. They took our podcast mics. There. Uh, speaking of just theft in San Francisco, there's um, there's like a fancy new bakery near my apartment called the Mister Holmes Bakehouse. Sure. And um, they're famous for their croffins. Oh. I know, but they had a break-in a couple of weeks ago, and their computers weren't stolen, their cash was not stolen, just their recipes. Ooh. Ooh. You know, it's probably the people who were evicted so they could move in there just coming back home. (laughs) San Francisco. (laughs) It's going to hell. How are you? I'm good. You went to Barcelona. I did. Which is in Spain. Is it, is it? It is. What? Yeah. What'd you do in Barcelona? <laughs> um, I was at Mobile World Congress there, which is a big, like, c- conference. It's a congress. Um, sure. It's a, it's a, an officially sanctioned government body for mobile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just, it's like a big expo hall with some breakout sessions. Oh, and God, I love a breakout session. Yeah. You know. Breakout sessions. Oh, breakout. I'm not entirely... Okay, what is a breakout session? I think it's when you're supposed to leave to smoke. But but then, like, there are things that are breakout sessions. I just get confused. Because I, I thought that they were one thing, and then they seem to be, like, just more talks. I think your confusion comes from thinking that people know what they're doing. Oh, that's, you're right. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, but I was at Mobile World. It's an 85,000-person conference. Shut up. 85,000 people. 85,000 people. Did you give a talk? No, no. I just, I just, uh, I was just one of the little fish in the sea of uh, cellular phones from Shenzhen. So how many people were going to keynotes? I don't know. I wasn't there. You, I didn't. You didn't go to any. I of that didn't even stuff? know where the keynotes were because it was so big. I was just like, I was just lost. Speaking of big, yeah, is is South by Southwest over or did it just? Start? It'll be over by the time start. this airs. No, I think it's a. I think it's this weekend or next week. Oh, it because whenever when I used to go, uh, daylight savings would always come in the middle of it. Oh. No, I don't think it's happened yet. So this, I mean, this is kind of telling, though, because this used to be a big deal. And now neither of us 
even know no, what it, it is. is. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point, isn't it? And I swear we didn't plan that. No. It was it was one of the highlights of the year was we got to go down to South by. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and uh it's just it's just gotten it's not it's not what it used to be, right? I've only been one year and it was the last year that you guys went and did battle decks. Yeah, that was the year that I just decided I, I can't I, even. I you just can't even. Can't even. No. <laughs> this is the year of I can't even, I think. I think and you know what? I'm not busting on it. That has more to do with me than them. Yeah. Like that's too many people for me because I'm old and I don't like to be around people. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of them and they were all very young. Yes. At this point, I like, you know, sitting in in a, a dark corner of a an empty bar, like talking to one other person. That's about as much social interaction as I can stand. And I got a cat. So you that, got a cat. I think that says everything right there. Uh, yeah, so Mobile World Congress uh, is, I don't, I mean, I don't know how big South by Southwest is, but this is like a bajillion times bigger than that. Sounds it. And, you know, you know what's interesting is that like, it's known for being like, it's like, it's like CES Europe, basically, uh-huh. from what I've, like, that's the best way that I've heard it described, even though I've never been to CES, it sounds like they're kind of on the same field as far as like size goes maybe a little bit more focus on cellular phones the the idea of a mobile conference in europe is incredibly intriguing to me oh yeah yeah because i think if i wanted to know what was going on in mobile like in the future of mobile Mm -hmm. like it would either be europe or asia that i would go to not here Mm -hmm. because we're so far behind i'd say asia I've never been to Asia. I just assume that they're living in the future. Spain does not strike me as a place that's living in the future. No, but Spain is just a cheap place in Europe where you can hold a huge conference. Yeah. That everybody can fly to Mm -hmm. because it's all like, you know, flying to L.A. from here. Yeah. Yep. I I mean, the thing is, maybe maybe it's just because I am a citizen of the Internet. But like – I, I I and I didn't want I want to be a person who's excited about everything, but I just didn't think that anything I saw was like terribly exciting. Really? Yeah, you know, it's a lot of it's so many like tablets and phones, cell phones and tablets, tablets and cell phones, and you walk through all of these booths and booths and booths of different large companies and small companies who are manufacturing all of this stuff. Um, and doing all of these things with the craziest taglines that all – they all sound the same. Like everybody's like uh, inspiring and improving mobile enterprise something. A- and I don't understand what that means at all. So I don't know. I don't know. It was like for for me as like a – as a nerd, I, I identify as a nerd and I think that I get excited about nerdy techie things right but i just it didn't it didn't like pique my interest what what is exciting you right now well okay so uh uh there was just an apple event at the beginning of the week right did you watch that i um i i saw people tweeting about it okay you're i mean you're not like an you're not like an apple like follower as much right like you have have apple products i have like everything half of what i own is made by Apple. That, yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. So you're kind of you're kind of there. Yeah, but <laughs> but you don't like watch the keynotes, do you? Sometimes, yeah. like I don't like. All right. I don't have them marked on my calendar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't block okay. like like if I have a client meeting, mm-hmm. I I don't care. Yeah. Like if I <laughs> if I happen to be sitting at my desk and I might watch the keynote, mm-hmm. especially after I see people tweeting about yeah. it, I go, well, let's watch this. But I'm not going to clear my schedule for an Apple keynote. Yeah. Whereas I'm like not- I have not missed one in many years. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so that happened on Monday, and and I had this moment during the presentation when it was like one of their silly Johnny Ive videos where they were talking about the beautiful, inspiring design of aluminum and stuff like that. And um, and I started like kind of rolling my eyes at it because they were talking about the keyboard on the new MacBook. Did you see anything about that? I did. So they basically changed 
the keyboard mechanism from a scissor mechanism to a butterfly mechanism. And they spent two to three minutes, which is a long time, just like talking about the mechanism underneath the keyboard and like showing like slow-mo video of like fingers hitting the keyboard. And I was like, it just, I was like kind of laughing at how stupid it was. But then I like, just did a 180 and suddenly was just like, you know what? Apple's like the only company that is like caring, putting so much care and like excitement into improving something that nobody thought needed to be improved and explaining how cool it is. Yeah. I mean, have you used like a crappy PC keyboard? No. I've <laughs> Ever? I mean, ever? Yes, I have in my life. Um, and you know how crappy they are, right? Yeah, but it actually, I mean, it literally has been years, like it, at least five years since I've used a PC, like I've touched one before. Yeah, they're crappy. I mean, and you know, these keyboards are rather delightful. Yeah. And, I and think, they made them even better. They're like, these keyboards are old. <laughs> you know, and you know, that's what, but that's what, but that's what these things are for. Yeah. Like, and that's why we, you know, that's why we like this, what this company does mm-hmm. is because they pay attention to these details yeah. and they keep perfecting the details. And, you know, this is their showcase for, you know, yeah. showing us all those crazy details. And it's kind of mesmerizing to know that they didn't just, you know, make their thing mm-hmm. and then outsource the other parts as cheaply as possible. Yeah. Like, they, well, they did everything. Especially coming from Mobile World Congress where I just saw like hundreds and thousands of like the leading technologists, company, hardware, new revs of everything. And just seeing like, you know, a cell phone with higher megapixels or better screen density. And it's just like they're taking these existing things and just being like, now we're just adding another megapixel. We're adding another, right. you know – whatever to the resolution and apple is just they're doing that but they're also improving so many other things about the experience of it yeah i don't think anybody would have complained if they didn't touch the keyboard for another 20 years nobody yeah that was not even a thing that people were speculating they weren't they weren't like oh i think there's going to be a watch and an apple tv and an improved keyboard mechanism so so what i was thinking about and you know, I'm not even. I'm. I don't have any grand point to make. It's just that, like, over the last couple of years, especially since Apple has been getting kind of more popular, um, I think that there is this kind of growing disdain for what are referred to as like Apple fanboys and people who will blindly kind of put their faith into this company because it's just a company. But you know, well, that I. I mean, so what you just said there was problematic. Oh. In what way? Uh, faith. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's you, what I was getting towards okay, is the faith. Got you. Go. Which is that I don't think that what – I mean, I'm sure that there are people that maybe place, quote, unquote, faith into things that they should not have faith in. But I do think that trust is what the right word is in this circumstance because Apple is a company that does pretty consistently not – with everything, obviously, they make their mistakes from time to time. Um, <laughs> but they, but, but I guess what it is is that like I trust them with the hardware that I use because while we're all focused on like how much their stupid watch costs, they are actually off somewhere in a room figuring out better ways to, or I mean, like ways to improve our tools. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, if, like when I go buy a new laptop. Mm-hmm. I trust that it's going to work really well. Yeah. And I trust that it'll work right out of the box. Mm-hmm. When I install like a new operating system, mm-hmm. I trust that it'll work. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, I when, when like I get a, a keynote update, mm-hmm. I trust that it'll work, which is why the last keynote update was so annoying to me. Oh, I didn't, I don't think I've updated. Oh, oh, you mean like just like the big, the, the overhaul? The, the big overhaul. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm still using 09. <laughs> I've been I've been working on the new one and kind of finding it's just like there are just certain things that are hidden or at least I think are hidden because they're in a different place now. Right. But I get what you mean. Yeah. Like in general, like when I buy an Apple product, I expect that it, it it's a quality product. Yeah. And that every that 
every interaction has been thought through. Yeah. And the software and the hardware work well together. Mm-hmm. Somebody just didn't jam this OS into a piece of equipment that somebody else makes. Yeah. So, and I, and I love seeing, like, I don't know if it's an Apple fanboy or, you know, as a designer, mm-hmm. I love seeing the details. I love seeing that, you know, like that, that I saw the video on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. It was mesmerizing. Yeah. It was like those videos that we used to watch as kids on like, like during Sesame Street, like this is how milk gets made. Yeah, totally. It was so great. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, wow. And then it goes down the conveyor belt and then it gets pasteurized and blah, blah, blah. It's like, cool. Now I know how milk gets made. Yeah. It's like, now I know what, you know, like what goes behind making this keyboard. Mm-hmm. I know what's under these keys. That's so cool. Yeah. And I think that attention to detail is really incredible. Mm-hmm. I also think there's, and let me see if I can segue to this. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about coffee for a second. Oh, no. So. (laughs) I'm like worried for where this is going. I grew up with incredibly shitty coffee. Uh Uh-huh. We, like in our house, we drank like Taster's Choice Mm -hmm. or Sanka or something terrible like that. Yeah. And if you went out, you got incredibly shitty coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, this was in, this was during the time of freeze-dried coffee. Yeah. And coffee crystals, coffee crystals. If you went to a diner, you got crappy coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue that we didn't know what good coffee was. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I, God, what the, what they're now calling the second wave of coffee. Just mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I mean, and let, it's, it was Starbucks basically. Starbucks showed up and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, this yeah. is good coffee." Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Hey, this is good coffee," and I am willing to pay three or four bucks for it. Yeah. I mean, a cup of just drip coffee at Starbucks is a dollar seventy. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, and then we 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 were all like, okay, hey, maybe we can make good coffee at home. Mm-hmm. So people started buying like coffee beans, and they started buying grinders. Yep. And they started grinding their own coffee, and you know, getting a Mister Coffee. Right. We're not pot. just dumping the, the yeah. giant. The giant. It's not like you know tin. the old tins, like right. that you would make ice yeah. cream in in the summer. Yeah. So <laughs> I. So I went from the freeze-dried crap that my parents grew up with to, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to be a quality coffee drinker, and I'm getting this giant tin of Maxwell House. Yeah. Like, to me, that was really, or to everyone at that point, that was really great coffee. Mm-hmm. And then along comes, you know, the Starbucks of the world, and they're like, no, get your own beans. Get, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. So we made this, by the way, Dunkin' Donuts has always had great coffee. I only had that for like the first time okay. last summer. <laughs> but so here's what I'm getting at. There's there's a point at which you so there's a point at which things are bad. Mm-hmm. And there's a point at which things get good. Yep. And the path from A to B is really great. Yeah. And it's heading towards something that's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So here we are like 10 years ago. We are all now drinkers of good coffee. Mm-hmm. So once we figured out how to drink good coffee, with the path veers mm-hmm. from going from bad to good to to good to, to asshole. Yeah. Good yeah. good to well, now how can we make it let's say let's go with more expensive. I actually got a cup of coffee in the mission the other day. Like not a crazy thing, like a cappuccino type drink with like a fancy milk in it, and it was seven dollars. So now we're so now we're going from good to annoying. Oh yeah. And I'm wondering what are we trying to solve here? Yeah. Cuz I knew I I understand what we were trying to solve before. Coffee was shitty. Mm-hmm. And now we're drinking pretty good coffee. Mm-hmm. But now and and now we're coming up with ways to make coffee really really annoying mm-hmm. and more precious and charge more for it and it's not really getting better. Is that where the Apple Watch comes in? Yes. Okay. I mean, I have this weekend. I went away with some friends, mm-hmm. and thankfully, some of them um, brought their coffee contraptions mm-hmm. uh, because didn't occur to, to and it occurred to them that we that people would want coffee. It didn't occur to me that there wouldn't be coffee. Yeah. So, um, but. But so they would get up in the morning and they would take out their hand grinders and they would grind their coffee. Uh-huh. And um, 
then they would measure it on, on a their scale. kitchen scale. No, it wasn't a kitchen scale. It was a scale that came with the coffee oh. stuff. And it, it honestly, it looked like the first generation Apple TV. Okay. Like size and color and everything. <laughs> so they would use that to measure the exact amount of, of, of beans to put in or grind, I think. I don't know what, you, what you're supposed to say. And, you know, they would, and they would make coffee in a Chemex mm-hmm. and, I was thrilled to have any coffee at that point. And so hooray for them. But but I couldn't help thinking like, we've made this shit so precious. Oh, yes. So so precious. And like the pour over coffees, which I mean, really, what's pour over coffee other than coffee? Coffee with a paper filter and one of those little one cup plastic things. Yeah, I know. I know. I uh I I take issue with it because like I'm from the Northwest. We were kind of the one of the first regions in the United sure, States to you have guys got coffee. That, that like second wave of coffee, you like want, Starbucks right. coffee. And then like and then and branch out. So I really grew up with coffee as like a part of culture. I mean, just like with any other like burritos in San Francisco or something. That's actually what it feels like to me, like a San Francisco burrito or a Philly cheesesteak or something like that. And so now that it's like this nationwide, worldwide thing, all of these people are just like constantly cr- – I, I hate it when people criticize my coffee choices. <laughs> so It's the worst. So the, the path, the, the, the thing that I want to keep in mind here mm-hmm. is going from bad to good. Yeah, and then good. And then good to annoying. Yeah. Because – You've run out of steam. Mm-hmm. You've ru- you've run out of ways to improve quality. Yeah. So and 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 this is where we get to the Apple Watch. Okay. Because we saw Apple get, I mean, we saw Apple get from bad to good multiple times mm-hmm. and in multiple ways. Like I would argue, like they turn personal PCs from bad to good. Yeah. Uh, they turn their own pr- individual products from bad to good. Like if you take if if you think back to the original iPhone, as groundbreaking and revolutionary as it was, mm-hmm. like if I were to like the improvements that they've made on the iPhone since then, mm-hmm. if you were to go back and look at that original one, now forgetting how revolutionary what what life was like without one, you'd think what a piece of shit. <laughs> Didn't have copy paste. The yeah. resolution was crappy. Oh my god, it's so thick and heavy. Mm-hmm. So, and so they took something that was—I wouldn't say bad in this case, yeah. but you know, a, a, entry level, yeah, entry level yet revolutionary, and they have kept improving it, improving it, improving it over time. Mm-hmm. So, what's like what happens when you've run out of things to improve on, and like things. Like the keyboard is a great example. That's a great incremental improvement on something that nobody needed to revolutionize. And I I don't think they did revolutionize it. They just made an incremental improvement. Yeah. But I'm not going to go out and replace this laptop immediately. Oh, no. Because they made an incremental improvement to yeah, the keyboard. It's because they made a gold laptop. That's why. I- <laughs> that, yes, exactly. I, I'm, I'm physically in pain right now that my laptop's not gold. <laughs> So as a company, they've gone that same route. They've gone from, holy shit, we're in trouble. We're about to go bankrupt. I mean, do you remember the Wired cover with the Apple logo and the crown of thorns? Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe Apple's going away. Everything's going to suck. Mm -hmm. And they amazingly, you know, through the power of, you know, St. Steve, they brought it back from that. Mm -hmm. And now it's like the, the biggest company in the world. What do you do next? Have you did you you didn't watch the keynote? Did you see any of the stuff about Research Kit that they announced? Research Kit looks great. Awesome. I love that Research Kit is open source. I yeah. think they're going to See every once in a while they do these amazing things. Mm-hmm. But they're not the sorts of amazing things. Here's the problem with Research Kit. Mm-hmm. It's not going to drive the stock price up. No. But they did it anyway. And yeah, I like they the, did it anyway. Yeah. But then you you need something to draw to 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 drive the stock price up yeah. because you have all of these like, and this is the part of the business that I absolutely like care zero about. Mm-hmm. But we end up like feeling the the 
the like the shit rolled downhill from it. They for years it's been it's been like what what's Tim Cook going to do? Tim Tim Cook hasn't had a great idea on his own. Blah 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 blah. You need something revolutionary, otherwise the stock is now going to tank. Even though they've been making incremental improvements to all of their things mm-hmm. and everything's going fine. Well, if he doesn't have if he doesn't revolutionize the world by himself, yeah, for the first time. We're out of here. Mm-hmm. So they got to make something. Uh-huh. So they make a watch. And I, it feels almost like they were forced into making a watch. Well, I mean, forced like by the industry or what do you, what do you, because everybody's making a watch now. I feel like they were forced to make, and you know, I'm not, so the, the, the six, the iPhone six. Yeah. Like. That's a shitty size for a phone. The 6 Plus, I understand. But you don't understand the 6? The 6, I do not understand. And I feel like they were, like, they they just decided, we got to go with this flow of making bigger things. Because Wall Street investors will go apeshit if we don't start making bigger things, because the industry is all about bigger things now. Mm-hmm. They seem a little bit more followy than they used to be. Well, yeah, I, I think I think that that's a fair thing to say. Like, especially because Apple, I think their big comeback was the iPod, basically, right? Like oh, that yeah. was really like their grand slam. Uh, I mean, they more had, than the iMac. Yeah, more than the iMac well, because I, iMac was like awesome for Mac users, and I think that it did like get some customer acquisition, but not nearly what the iPod. Was but the iMac kept it alive. Yes, the, the iMac well, resuscitated uh, the company. It resuscitated it, but enough that they could that they had the iMac was time. They to loaded come up with they loaded like the, the bases with it, and then iPod came in. All right, that's I a like, baseball. I like analogy. that way of looking at it. Yeah, all right. Which is like I'm not. Yeah, I don't mean to like reduce the iMac because that was amazing, but that isn't what like locked it in. Right. Because oh my there was, god. There was everybody no there was no going back after the iPod. No. Well, I mean, I I don't know what the numbers were on like how many Macs were sold versus how many iPods were sold, but I bet it was just absurd. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, what am I? Oh yeah. So, I think I think what you're kind of how the way that you're looking at at it now is that like Apple used to be a little bit more experimental and like some of them would win and that was awesome. But now they're just kind of like following this path that has been carved out for them. Now, let me, let me put it this way. So the Macintosh made personal computers better. Yes. The iPod made personal music players better. Yes. The iPhone made cell phones better. Uh-huh. And the iPad made reading better. Mhm. And, and uh and, and, I think casual and, computing or whatever. Or casual yeah. computing. Yeah, the iPad like media was, consumption. Oh my god, it saved lo- it saves long plane rides. Oh, holy moly. Okay. Yeah. So all of those things made something be- made made the the Yes. Their thing better. Yeah. And you're wondering what the Apple Watch... What is the watch making better? Well, here's the thing, is that neither of us have used it. Absolutely correct. Yeah. You are absolutely correct on that. So, and that's kind of where, like, a little bit of, like, that trust that I talked about comes in, where I don't, I don't know yet, but because they, the iPod, the iMac, the iBook, the MacBook the iPhone, the every the iPad. Yeah, but all of those other all of the other things that you mentioned. Yeah. I was like salivating for. Yeah, as but soon you're as not salivating for the watch. I mean, I mean even I mean, do you remember when the iPad came out? People were like 50-50, like this piece of shit. Well, this they just thought awesome. that the name sounded like a feminine that hygiene too. product. But no, I haven't heard anything about that in years. But I mean, there were a lot of haters. Yeah, there were tons of haters. And there are still a lot of people, if you look around, they're like, this thing was a flop. <laughs> so funny. Whatever. <laughs> like the minute I saw that, like I just thought You knew. Holy shit, it's that thing they carried on Star Trek. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's exactly But I think it. that that's I mean, I think a lot of people get like a James Bond like spy spy watch. Like even Tim Cook kind of like 
was giddy about like being able to take a call on your watch at the at the keynote. The thing about Tim Cook is that he's the only Apple exec that doesn't speak with like what sounds like an affectation to sound fancier. He just seems like a cool dude. But um, but but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't even wear a watch. I don't know what it's gonna be. It could be weird, but I'm totally gonna try it. I'm gonna get one. I, I mean, we'll get one here because you know. Well, as a consumer, I yeah. have no interest in it. Yeah. But as you know, a soldier, as somebody who you know does digital yeah. things for a living, you want to know. We gotta and have one. Mm-hmm. We gotta have one around the office. Yeah, and I think. What I what I hope is that what you know you what you were saying about like the first gen iPhone like there was no app store and it pretty much like it was a phone with a cool screen. That's right. There was no app store. There was no app store. So it was like a calculator, a camera, text messages, visual voicemail. Do you remember that? How you could like see who left voicemails. (laughs) So fancy. But since then, like there have been like a lot of people have invented really cool ways to use it. They've, they created, I've heard this argument too. They created ways to extend on the core functionality and the core functionality by itself mm-hmm. was already incredibly useful. Yes. Yes. And I am sure that people will come up with incredibly interesting things for the watch. Yeah. But the core functionality of is the watch is not to interesting to me. Yeah. I, mean, I what could is the... be totally wrong, by the way. Yeah. I, you know, I could, we could be back on this show in a couple of weeks and I could be saying, holy shit, I put one on yeah. and I haven't stopped playing with it since. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I just, I don't have really any sort of a strong argument against what you're saying right now because I also don't think or, or don't, um, I'm not like, there's nothing specifically about the watch that I'm super excited about except the thing that makes another person's like wrist vibrate. You know, you can like poke your friends. I'm just going to do that all the time. All the time, draw like dick pics and send them to I'm, people. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to calculate like the most likely times that my friends are masturbating, and <laughs> and that's when I'm going to like I'll like send them photos of their mom. Because <laughs> they're wearing their watch. Um, yeah, I, I I what I assume with it is that it's going to be like one of those the same way that like Nintendo DS like has like kind of unexpected delightfulness to me like that there's going to be something about the watch i'm going to be like oh i didn't know that i liked that sure i don't know i don't know um i'm not sure i feel like the invasiveness could go either way like it might be like if you are in a meeting and there's a thing that comes up on your watch like maybe it's going to be better that you can kind of quickly glance down and see like that it's not an important like that it's not something from your son uh, or if it is like I don't I don't know. It seems like it could potentially be less invasive, or it could be way more because you have a thing strapped to your body that you're paying attention to. I, I don't want to pay that you. much attention to like like I I was talking about this on Twitter this morning, and some guy was like, "Well, it's a quick way to triage notifications." And I'm like, "Triage notifications?" Like, well, here's like, here's a thing. Uh, yeah, Tria. Well, that's the douchey way of saying it. But I mean, when, I'm not like a mass unit. <laughs> yeah. We are people who work on our computers, though. We sit at a desk on computers with our phones next to us. There might be value for people that are not sitting at a computer and might appreciate having a notification, like a small notification of like what's happening that's on their person. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I can see that, but yeah, here's, I mean, here's again, how I work, though. Who knows? Here's how I work, yeah. and I I think this is probably different than how a lot of people work. Mm-hmm. I like to know by not by like nine a.m. Mm-hmm. what I'm going to be doing all day. Yeah, and there are days when I'll check all my email by nine a.m. Mm-hmm. and then I work. Yep, and if you emailed me that day i'll read about it before 9 a.m the next day mm-hmm. and um i might put you on my plate for like getting replied to that day because mm-hmm. i cannot like i have a really hard i've always had a really hard time focusing yeah and like clients pay me to work on their stuff mm-hmm. and to solve their problems and to design their things and if I'm trying to do that 
and getting like notifications every 10 or every 10 seconds or whatever, Mm -hmm. I can't do the work. I can't do my job. See, and I think, I mean, maybe that part is like a generational thing because I have like the opposite problem where I get like anxiety if I don't know what's happening. And by because of the, like the nature of the way that I work is a lot more broken up than that. I don't sure. know if that's better or if that's worse. I think it's just different. I'm sure that it's probably worse for certain lines of work and maybe better for certain other ones. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I think you're I mean you're right about it being generational. Yeah. It also, I mean it has a lot to do with personality. Yep. And right now I'm reacting to this thing that I've never touched. I've never used I just I know enough about myself to know that a device that's constantly updating you on something yeah would drive my anxiety to like r- ridiculously high levels mm-hmm. so I want to avoid that device for my own health and safety yeah and the health and safety of those around me <laughs> yeah I, yeah like maybe maybe you are not I mean except for like the dick pic the, the doodle dick thing that you can do on the phone maybe it's just not the device for you and that's and that's that's yeah. fine yeah i also i need to i also need to learn how to approach it as a professional though yeah because it is now part or very soon to be part of our professional landscape uh, yeah so <laughs> even though even if it's something that i don't wear mm-hmm. all the time I need to know how it works. Yeah. And I need to know what people use it for. And I need to put it on every once in a while. I just, it it might be the thing that, you know, stays at the office. Well, I think that, I think that for all of the reasons that you are so skeptical of this device, I think that that is why you should be a person who is examining it as a designer. Because I bet what's going to happen is... Um, the night, like one of the nice things about the iPhone is that it was not accessible to developers for like a year, right? Yeah. But now, like the watch is like right out of the gate. All of these companies are going to be making watch apps, and yep. nobody is going to know why they're doing it. They're just going to do it because it's a thing, and I bet it's going to be the most annoying. Like there are going to be tons of horrible apps that are just that exist for the sake of it and don't actually Well, you remember you remember all the terrible magazines that came out with the yeah. iPad? Mhm. Like, yeah. we've disrupted magazine Tons reading. of work and went into they it. They certainly did. Yeah, and it was like it was cool to it was like a cool thing to it was like the Pepsi challenge where it's like it's great for like 30 seconds of demoing, right. but not for sitting there and actually like trying to read a magazine. I bet I bet what was it? Popular Science was the was there on I think like day one or something. Yes. I bet that is that first issue of Popular Science sold a lot of iPads. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet it got read zero times. Yeah, I mean and like there is value in like having like a demo a cool demo app. Oh absolutely. Yeah. I think I mean going back to I mean we love using Snowfall as a reference here. I think a lot of people who saw Snowfall mm-hmm. went on to design really beautiful article reading experiences. Yeah. And none of them actually read Snowfall. Yeah. Yeah, everybody scrolled. Right. (laughs) But it was was one of those things that showed people the uh, the way. Yeah. And, you know, it gets, it got incorporated by bits and pieces into a lot of people's work and, you know, incrementally improved a lot of people's work. The only so I don't know you may have been too you may have been too old for this probably um but when I was a kid <laughs> and I with my email because I had email as a child in elementary school sure <laughs> Jesus Christ I used to get all the did, did I mean you you got chain mail right like was that ever a thing for you or was your or is your generation just so much more classy than, uh, it wasn't a thing for me okay because so, I mean. Like all of my friends in elementary school, uh-huh. writing a chain letter would have been like two dudes passing something back and forth. Yeah. So this was AOL, and um, and it was really like popular to pass pass around these these chain emails, um, where it was kind of like almost an ASCII art style thing, but it was just like asterisks that were like 
you know, a row of one and then two and then three and then four and then five and so on. So you would scroll like down the email and it would just like make kind of a stupid animation oh, of like a that. thing waving back and forth. Yeah. And that's that's always what I think of when I see things like Snowfall is just like it's a fun way of scrolling up a page. <laughs> that's all I can think of. Yep. <laughs> like, did the email say anything? It oh it oh it was always just like like I mean the kid ones that would get passed around were just like scroll down and at the end of it make a wish and send it to your seven best friends. I, I think <laughs> you could have hit, you you could have hid credit card numbers in oh Snowfall. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could have just put some uh, some Bitcoin in there. Bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that's not to make fun of Snowfall. Snowfall is obviously much more beautiful than asterisks in an oh, email. It was groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't get read. What but was it was Snowfall groundbreaking. About? What was it about? Uh, Snow? Snow falling? Falling? <laughs> yeah. Shit, I don't know. But anyway, and like, you know, maybe maybe Apple Watch right now is Snowfall. And it's just like a an example of what Apple can do with all their people and all their hardware and all their um, slave workers in Shenzhen. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? See, but Snowfall solved a problem. What problem? Uh, re- reading sucks. I mean, the reading experience sucks. Uh-huh. The online reading experience. Yeah. It was small and it was crammed. Yeah. And, you know, typefaces were like jammed t- together, like 11-point Arial and Georgia 10-point. And, and, you know, we need, we need a bright rail for ads and we need an – and Snowfall was like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. We're just, you know, we're going to make the – we're going to make the body copy comfortable. Mm-hmm. Letting's going to be comfortable. We're going to make the photos as big as possible. We're going to show you that people will scroll to to, to at least look at these. Yeah. Um, and they did it in, well, I mean, it's like I've compared it in the past to, um, you know, like runway couture versus what actually ends up on the shelf. Oh, uh, yes. Ready to wear versus runway. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Snowfall was the runway version. Yes. I think that actually, I think that that is a fabulous way of putting it. That it's like runway couture versus, yeah. And then, I mean, you look at sites like Medium today Mm -hmm. and Medium is like the- The the, practical- The practical off the shelf version Mm -hmm. of what what Snowfall was. I'm just, uh, sorry. I just Googled when were watches invented- because I was just thinking about you were talking about like how is the Apple Watch improving, and I was I was trying to maybe come at it from well it's improving watch the watch because the watch doesn't do anything but tell time maybe sometimes the day or or it tells other people how rich you are. So I I I love yes yes that last point is incredibly important yeah. because I think that's the only job that a watch has left. Is like status. Right. It's a status object. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, Apple already destroyed watches. They destroyed it with the phone. They made, they made them irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Now when I want to know what time it is, I pull out my phone and there it is. It's the only thing I can see when the phone's off is the time. Interesting. Watches were originally a women's accessory and they're like hella old. So, early as early as the 14th century. This is an ancient technology. So w- when you shake somebody's hand. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> if I shake somebody's hand. If you hand. shake somebody's hand, yeah. you put your hand out. Uh-huh. What's the first thing like what's the fir- what's the closest thing that 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 people have to you? If you're wearing a watch, they see that watch immediately. Oh, I was going to say their hand, but no, you're well, okay. okay. The, the watch. It's <laughs> okay. like the hand comes out, yeah, here yeah, comes yeah. the watch, and all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, I'm shaking hands with somebody who's wearing a $20,000 watch. Mm-hmm. This person's a dick. <laughs> I don't know how much watch, like, I don't know how to tell. I can't just like spot a Rolex unless I read the words Rolex on it. I can spot a watch that's been bought to show status. I just, I just can't because I don't care just like how like cars like if they didn't have the little like round thing that had like a shape inside of it i just wouldn't yeah i wouldn't know i can also i mean i can also tell the designers in the room by the by by their watches (laughs) 
Yeah. That's e- and their glasses. Well, yeah, their glasses and their watches. Yeah. Mostly their glasses. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a strange new it's a strange new world, Mike. So I I was reading something this morning and, and apologies, I forget where it was. It was just one of the many articles I clicked through from Twitter. Mm-hmm. And by many I mean two. Um, but it was it, it was on the value of the addition. Okay. The edition watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, the edition. Okay, sorry. Yeah. The, I thought you meant the A-D-D-I-N-T-I-O-N. No. Yes. Uh, the edition okay. is the the Apple Watch that starts at 10000 and yes. I believe goes as high as 17000 Yes. And it was, it was an interview with a watchmaker talking about what made something a luxury watch. Mm-hmm. And it... And he talked about all of the mechanical components that went into a luxury watch and how they were different from like a commodity watch, like mm-hmm. a Timex or whatever. Yeah. And the the incredible amount of handwork that goes into one of those watches. And you know, it's all like all very intricate, all very exact, all done in Switzerland. Yeah, always. A- apparently that was a rule. <laughs> Like a luxury watch is made in Switzerland, period. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, the machining and the milling of all of that. And then there's there's a certain amount of handwork that needs to be visible yeah. for it to be a luxury watch. Like there are rules in the luxury watch world yep. for what constitutes a luxury watch. And his issue with the Apple Watch, and by the way, I'm not amazed that a luxury watchmaker it's has like, issues with the Apple Watch. I don't Apple know about watch. this. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But the guts are the same in all of them. Yeah. The guts what, yeah. are the, exactly the same in all of them. Yeah. And I actually, I researched the price of gold. It's not that much. One ounce of gold is um, like seven or $800. So this article meant, so this article had that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the most, uh, the edition contains, and this is including the mm-hmm. bracelet, if you're looking at a gold bracelet yeah. as well, a thousand dollars worth of gold. That's what I estimated. Yeah. yeah. At today's prices, blah, 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 yeah. and all that. We're not gold experts. Mm-hmm. But the guts are the same mm-hmm. as like the $350. Hand is just like leather. Right. Yeah. And it's just a matter of the gold and the watch band and saying that you're uh, wearing an Apple edition watch mm-hmm. or an Apple watch edition. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's weird to say. But in in cases of luxury watches, they like as far as this guy was concerned, he could justify the cost. Mm-hmm. Why those watches cost so much. Yeah. And I'm sure that within the luxury watch industry, there are certain luxury watches that are worth it and certain ones that aren't. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Just like with anything like any luxury brand of anything. Purses, I've been finding clothes, out shoes. more about luxury watches than I ever thought I wanted to, which was zero. <laughs> but I mean, this is fascinating because they're entering into um, a space that is totally new. Yeah. And that has been totally there for hundreds of years. Yeah. And it's got, <clears throat> it's got people, it's got, you know, leaders in it. Yeah. It's got like com- well-established companies that have been doing this for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. This isn't like taking over uh, cell phone makers. Yeah. Who are shitty. Right. And, you know, they'll you know move on to the next thing. and have, Like this is taking over something that's like very – like on a very high podium mm-hmm. in, in a luxury market. Yeah. That has like very, you know, refined – making air quotes for refined tastes and you know they're entering in james bond world Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know enough about luxury watches it although although all of this talk about it now makes me like super worried for if apple does ever enter like the car industry because i i like for as much as i don't care about watches like i i hate talking about cars Hate it. I hate it. Yeah, I have. I, hate I don't so have much. the car gene. But, but let me ask you a question. <laughs> I'm just so worried. Yes. Why are you worried? Be- <laughs> why, I mean, because Apple's a company. They're a corporation. I, I think because. Well, no. This just, is this is an honest question. Yeah. 
do you worry about their well-being? No, I don't. I, I, I don't worry. I don't worry for Apple. I worry for like myself because of all of the chitter chatter that's going to happen around it. I can handle the watch chitter chatter because at least a watch is something that I like will be able to use and have used in the past, but I don't drive. And like, I, I just, I just really, really don't care about cars. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, oh my goodness for all of the analysts who were talking about the price of gold and the mechanisms of the inside of a watch. Like, cars are going to be, like, horsepower and men and bleh and speed, zero to 60. And <laughs> I think that car people are, like, eat way more annoying than watch people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the watchmakers, like, I I was really interested in, in them talking about the craft. Yeah. Watch people are also probably not as rich as car people. Oh, I feel yeah. like the car companies are going to go after any newcomers, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about cars. Unless you buy one of the car people. Yeah, true. Man, I don't even want to talk about this. No, because I don't even understand. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we got to get out of here. All right. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk, Jesse. All right. Are we back next week? No, I'm in London next week talking at a conference. All right. So this is a tease. And then we'll be back after that. Yeah. After that. All right. See everybody later. Bye.